Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We are grateful and thankful tonight. We thank you, Lord, for your grace that has found us. Your grace that has brought us here. Lord, your word says the steps of the righteous, they are ordered by the Lord. Therefore, Lord, we are confident that you've directed us to be here. Therefore, we ask of your Holy Spirit to minister to us. Teach us, Lord, impart into our lives. Lord, may we not live here the same. Whatever heaviness, whatever burden, whatever illness, whatever trouble we came here with, may we not go with those troubles. May we not go with the burden. May we not go with the illness. Whatever issue that is on our minds, Lord, may you give us answers tonight. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I hear a loud amen? Why do I have to say shout a loud amen before you shout a loud amen? Can I hear a loud amen? You know, when you say amen, it means you are agreeing with what I said. You see? And I made proclamation that whatever issue you came here, whatever baggage you came here with, you are not going with that same baggage. You have to believe it. Because the Lord will perform what I proclaim. Just because I say it, he will perform it. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated. Whenever you come here, understand that God has anointed me for you. And this is your blessing. This is your wisdom. Hallelujah. So every time you come here, just have the preparation that you are going to be blessed. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That you are going to be blessed. Wonderful. All right. Okay, tonight we want to continue with our message on Alos, and I'm believing God that um, maybe we will um, conclude a message. There are so many things that um, I need to teach you also. Amen. Amen. And um, whenever we are teaching from one of Bishop's books, you know, it is not intent or it's not intended that we will start from the beginning and end the book. Because when we take one of Bishop's books, we can preach from the book for the entire year and beyond, as you have seen already. And so, um, 
by the grace of God, it is an opportunity for us also to introduce you to this great anointing that God has given us and to induce you or to incite you to begin to read these books, that these are anointed words and it will bless you. Hallelujah. These books are full of wisdom for your personal life and for ministry. Amen. And if you will take on these books and read them, I believe that you will not be the same person. People will find you wiser than your age group. People will find you as a person who is very wise. People will find you a woman who is very wise. A man who is very wise. If you are a person that reads these books, you will become a wise husband. A wise wife. You will never be a foolish wife. Never be a foolish wife. No one can read this book and become a foolish woman. No matter who you are, if you put your heart to search the wisdom and the anointing that God has given our Father to write these books, you become very wise and you become anointed. Amen. 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 Wonderful. So I, I hope that whenever we introduce one of these books, it becomes something that you also will go ahead and search the truths that are in these books. Amen. Wonderful. Well, tonight, um, we want to continue with Alos. And um, last week, um, we were talking about Alos, the key to the anointing. The key to the anointing. And um, we're going to continue um, on this same book. Um, But before we go on, why don't we read our foundational scripture quickly. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11. Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 11. It says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit yielding tree, the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. God said, Let these fruits bring forth after their kind. Let them make other fruits like their own kind, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seeds after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. Trees bringing forth their own kinds of trees, fruits bringing forth their own kinds of fruits, God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. The next verse, I think verse 20, verse 21, verse 21, verse 21, verse 21. You don't have verse 21 in the Bible? Verse 21. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. That things bringing forth after their kind, God saw that it was good. The next verse, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the sea, and let fowl multiply in the earth. 
and the evening and the morning were the fifth day. The next verse, verse 25, and God said, and God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creeped upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. This production, this line of doing things, this wisdom of bringing things after their kind, living things, bringing forth after their kind, God said it was good. Verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish, over the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth. The next verse, so God created man in his own image, the same way, in his own image, after his kind. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Hallelujah. Verse 27. So, verse 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. The next scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 8. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 8. These are our foundational scripture for this message. Allos. He says, all things are full of labor. Man cannot alter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that had been, it is that which shall be. Do you understand? The thing that had been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done, is that which shall be done. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. There is no new thing under the sun. He says, is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It had been already of old time, which was before us. Is there anything that we can say, look, this is new. Is there anything, the Bible says, Even what you think is new, it has been already before us. Of all time, it has been done. Hallelujah. Now, it is very assuring to know that there is no new thing under the sun. There is no new problem that we are facing. There is no new difficulty that we are about to face. That which has been is that which shall be. What is being done now, it is that which shall be done. You see, it is great wisdom to learn that what has been is that which shall be. Great wisdom. Amen. And so this is the concept of alos. Alos is a Greek word that means another of the same kind. Another of the same kind. To make another of the same kind. Make another of the same kind. Reproduce another of the same kind. Bring forth another of the same kind. No difference. Hallelujah. And this wisdom, the Bible says, God says it is good. Amen. So we are talking about the key to the anointing. How through a loss, someone can also receive anointing. And last week we began sharing that the anointing is not only for ministry work. The anointing is not only for pastors. 
in a church, the anointing is not only given to pastors. The anointing is given to every Christian. The anointing is for every Christian, for your personal life, and for ministry. Amen. And last week we said so many things about what the anointing can do for you individually also. Isn't that so? And then we said that the anointing is also given for the work of the ministry. It's given for the work of the ministry. And we read in Zechariah that it is the anointing that builds the work of God. It is not by might. It is not by power. You may see might and you may see power. In a ministry, you may see power at work. You may see mighty things being done. But these are not the things that are really working. What is behind all of this is the anointing or the spirit of God. Hallelujah. And so our focus must be on the anointing. If we are looking for something from the Lord, if we are looking to gain something from the ministry, our focus should not be on the power that we see. We should not look for power. We should not look for might, but we should look for the anointing. Because it is through the anointing that the power comes. It is done not by the power. It is done not by the might, but by the spirit or by the anointing. Hallelujah. And if we don't have this wisdom, you will miss it. And then your eyes will be looking for power. Do you understand? Your eyes will be looking for might. And you will miss the spirit. Amen. Because it is not always that the power, or the, the, it's not always that the spirit is coming in a form of power. Sometimes you will think that it is coming in the form of tender. And that God is not in it. Do you understand? Sometimes you will think it's coming with fire. But then God is not in it. And so you will miss it when you see, you see tender and you see fire and you didn't see God in it. You will tend to go away but you have to be conscious of the spirit. That sometimes the spirit is coming in a very still voice. It's coming in a still voice. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing? Yes. Hallelujah. So now, with this message, God is showing us that this anointing that comes upon people and makes them do great things is the same anointing that has already been. It's the same anointing that has been on other people. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Now, the anointing, it passes from person to person. The anointing moves from one person to the other. In other words, the spirit of God that is upon one person that is making him do great things today or that you are seeing today is the same spirit that will be on another person that you will see. Or it is the same spirit that has already been on someone and has made that person also do great things. Hallelujah. And as a minister or someone who is aspiring to be a minister, if you will understand this wisdom, If you will catch this secret, this wisdom, if you embrace this wisdom and identify an anointed person, identify someone upon whom the anointing rests, if you identify that person and decide to copy from that person, you will realize that that anointing that is upon that person will come upon you. And that will make you surge forward so easily. It will make you search forward so quickly. 
Hallelujah. You see, but what kills us from surging forward, what kills us from receiving this great wisdom that gives us the ability to move forward quickly, what kills us from receiving that is pride. It's pride. Because we don't see copying as something that is great. We don't associate greatness with copying. Do you understand? We think in our world that to be great means you've done something original. To be great means you have created something that has never been. But the scripture is teaching us that there is no new thing. There is no new thing that you are going to create. That which has been is that which shall be. What is done is that which shall be done. Do you understand it? So there is no new thing. So if you are looking, you are waiting to, for God to speak to you in a very special way that you will come out to be some great minister who has never existed before, you will never become. You see? But if you have that wisdom, if you embrace this wisdom, if you, if you will welcome this wisdom, this concept of allos, to do things after their kind, you will welcome it. You will realize that you will enter a job, for instance, and if you have that wisdom, you will get to a job, and they say they are training you, but then you look around, and you identify someone on the job who is very good at a job. Someone who is very good at a job. Someone who seems to be promoted because of his or her performance. And you associate yourself with that person. Though you just entered on that job today, because now you are beginning to copy from this person, whatever this person does, you are doing it. Whatever this person does, you are doing it. Whatever this person does, you see that now people begin to look at you as someone who also has the same experience as this person. You see? And you just entered a job. Alos is a wise concept that God has given us. And so, you just came on a job, but you have already 15 years experience because of the principle of copying. Copying. Humbly looking at how this person types and you are also typing the same way. Yes, you know how to type. You learn how to type in school. But you have come on a job and you see that this person, whatever he's doing, it is making him look upon as someone with experience and you're going to copy from him. Not that you don't know how to type. You see? So if you are singing, if you are a singer and you want to search forward, then identify someone who is a great singer. Someone who sings very well. Someone that people like to listen to. And you identify that person and get videos of that person. And then put that person on and be looking at that person. Look at the person's lips. Look at how he moves or how she moves her lips. How she moves her tongue. And then be practicing, copying exactly the same way. How the person turns around. How the person moves. When the person sings and does this. The person, when the person is saying, Oh Lord, her right, she doesn't use her right hand, but she uses her left hand to say, Oh Lord. And so you begin to also copy, Oh Lord, not use your right hand anymore. So when you stand before people 
and you are ministering, you see that the same people who gather to listen to that person, you see now they are gathering to listen to you because they see the same thing coming from you. The same thing that they like coming from you. You see, but pride, pride will not make you do that. Because you don't want people to say, oh, she's copying this person. Oh, she's trying to look like this person. But if you will have the humility to want to look at that person, leave the others to try the original and let them learn their own and do their own using their right hand to say, oh Lord, continue to use your left hand to say, oh Lord, just like the person who is anointed to do that. And then you see that you are surging forward. As they are struggling to come up, you are moving forward. You are moving forward. You pronounce the words the same way she pronounces the word. Don't change it. To be what? To be original? What is original? There is no new thing under the sun. There is no new thing under the sun. And if you grasp this wisdom, it will make you search forward in every area of your life. In every, I tell you, if you have the heart to copy, you have the humility to copy, you will search forward. You will search forward. Yes. You look at your apartment and then you try decoration. You want to be original. You want to decorate your apartment. Put this here. Your chair now, it is like this. We can't even sit on it because you want to be original. But identify someone who has done it. Which one is nice? Let the people come and say that, oh, you are copying this person's style. But your apartment looks very nice. Very nice. Very nice. That is why when you go to hotel rooms, they look the same. The places the best the same way. Copying. Copying. They put their walls, the pictures the same way. You say now you want to be original. So you put your photograph, the pictures in the ceiling. Because you want to be original. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Hello. It's great wisdom. This is what has made the united denomination, the lighthouse, what it is today. Because we believe in the concept of Alos. We believe in the wisdom of Alos. Amen. Amen. Are you not blessed what I'm sharing with you? It's not my original message. But I'm sharing with you powerfully. And it's blessing you. Is it not blessing you? Is it not blessing you? So if I came here with some authentic, original message and you are sleeping, how beneficial is that to you? Is somebody understand what I'm sharing? Yeah. You see, it's like, it's a great wisdom from God. It's like pre-cooked meals. Pre-cooked meals. Pre-cooked. You see, if I go to if I go to a wholesale store and I buy I buy pre-cooked lasagna and I bring it home, do you understand? And I just look at the instructions. They say put it in the oven and just warm it. And then you also go. You, you have never cooked lasagna before, but you say you want to be original. So you go and buy pasta and cheese and what are the things? 
ground beef and all kinds of things and you have come and you are making all the, you put this one and you are you doing your own and I put my own in the oven and I bring it out and then I put it out you bring yours and put it down and then let the people come and then taste it and let them judge have you not seen already that your cooking is not working it's 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 not working. So identify someone who knows how to cook and copy from that person. You realize that at home now your husband begins to jump around. Whenever you put the meal, you set the meal on the table and then he's trotting. He's trotting. He's happy. He's happy coming home. He's happy to come home. As soon as he hit the door, he smells something outside. Say, that's my wife cooking. She, he doesn't know that you are copying from that sister. And now he's enjoying your meals, which you are doing through copying. Through copying. And he's happy. You see? Happy. Instead of leaving him every day, oh, I'm going to my friend, and because his wife knows how to cook well. And he says, I'm going to visit my friend. We are going to watch the basketball together. He wants to go and eat. So why don't you go to that friend and say, show me how you cook the food. And then you bring the same. You see that your husband doesn't go anywhere anymore. Every day he's home. Because the same food now it has arrived in my house through a loss, through the copying from another person. It has brought joy in your home because of a loss. Amen. Yes, you may want to have your own special kind of anointing and minister in a way that has never existed before. It will never come because that which has been is that which shall be. There is no new thing under the sun. There is no new thing under the sun. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. That is why, that is why Humility, the book says, is the greatest achievement in ministry. Humility is the greatest achievement. Because if you are able to have that spirit of humility, you are on your way to surging forward. Because it is that which is going to make you now copy from others. And you begin to surge forward. You just entered the ministry. You are five, ten years in the ministry, but you minister like someone who has been in the ministry for years. Do you understand? That ministers come to sit down to hear your message and they are blessed because of our loss. Because of our loss. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Because of our loss. What is wrong with using something that is known to have worked and blessed others? What is wrong with using the same thing to bless other people? What is wrong with that? Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? What is wrong with using something that has blessed others? What is wrong with that? What is wrong with cooking the same food that the people like to eat? What is wrong with cooking the same food that you will see that the crowds move to? The people move to that area. 
So instead of jollof, you know the people like jollof rice. Do you know what is jollof rice? Hey! I realize that when they cook and they don't bring that thing, it's like they have not cooked. They have not eaten. So you know that people like jollof rice and you bring Indian rice and they say, what is this that you have brought? What is this? You see, so you want to be authentic. You want to do something original, something that has never happened in our place, something that we have never eaten before and you want to create something, you realize that the people don't come near it. You see, you will take your Indian rice home. You will take it home. You see that everything will be left there. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? They say, the people say, they want, bring kenke. Bring kenke. And they are waiting for the kenke. And when they come, they open the thing. You have brought dumplings. Because you say, dumplings is also like kenke. And they have to learn to eat dumplings. They say, what is this that you have brought? leave the tent and go. They will not eat your dumplings. They don't even know what it is. They think you are coming to poison them. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So Allah is great wisdom. And God said it is good. God has stamped it. It's a blessing. God has put a stamp on it. The Bible says, and God look at this copying process. Copying from one another. Reproducing after your kind. God said it was good. Amen. God said it was good. So let us become alosis. Tell your neighbor, I'm an alos. Say fully. An alos. Say alos. All the way. Say all the way. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so if you look in the book, if you look in the, the book, the, um, the book allows, you will see that in the Bible also, there are similarities in certain anointed men of God. There are similarities in their way of doing things. And when, you, when the anointing, when the anointing that is upon one person comes upon you, you will see the similarities. You see that you begin to do the same thing that the other person is doing. You see that you talk the same way, you preach the same way, you share things the same way as the other person. Because it's the same spirit. The Bible calls it the self-same spirit. Gives all these gifts. Amen. So, we look at Elijah, Elijah and Elisha, the allosis of Elijah. He says, when you look at Elijah and Elisha, you realize that Elijah caused a famine for three and a half years. He caused a famine for three and a half years. He, and Elisha also prayed that there was no, that there was a famine for seven years. Because this is Elisha who asked for the spirit of Elijah to come upon him. And he asked for a double portion. Do you understand? He asked for a double portion. So this, he said, he prayed. He caused famine for three and a half years. Three and a half times two is what? Seven. So he also prayed and there was famine for how many years? Seven years. Amen. 
Elijah multiplied the meal and oil for a widow, Elijah also increased the oil of a widow. He says, Elijah dried up the river Jordan. Elijah also dried up the river Jordan. Elijah prayed for the bringing back to life of a little boy. And Elisha also prayed for the raising up of a dead boy. Elijah made miraculous utterances. And Elisha also made miraculous utterances. When he prophesied to Asael. Do you understand? So you see the same spirit. And then he says, Elijah had 16 miracles in his ministry. And Elisha, who asked for a double portion, had 32 miracles in his ministry. You see the same spirit moving one upon the other. And he could have, Elisha was no, he was a businessman. Elisha was just minding it. But when he set his eyes on someone who was anointed and sought for the anointing, the anointing came upon his life. Double portion. Double portion. Second Kings chapter, five, chapter 2. Second Kings chapter 2. And look at, um, let's see, verse... Um, Um, let's read from verse verse 8. Okay. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither and thither so that they went over on dry ground. This is Elijah. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of the Spirit be upon me. And he said, thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me, if thou see me, if your eyes are on me, if you focus on me, if you want to copy me. You see, you cannot copy if you are not seeing someone. You cannot copy if you are not hearing someone. Do you understand? So if you are, your eyes are fixed on that person. Your eyes are focused on that person. He says, if you will see me, if you will see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. You cannot stay here somewhere and not mind me. You see, because the anointing that is upon a person, you cannot take the anointing and ignore the person. Do you understand? Whether you like the person or you don't, if you like the anointing that is upon the person, then you must like the person. Do you understand? You must like the person. The person's way of talking may not be the kind of talking you like. His accent may not be... So you may be a, a minister in a big country and you see great anointing in, on a man of God in a small country far away in Africa, and that anointing is working, you better go for it and like that person. Though that person comes from a very poor country. He said, but if not, it will not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them ascender. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. 
and he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent it, rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. Now look, he took the same mantle that Elijah had and he also stood by the, he stood by the, 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 the river Jordan. The Bible says he stood by the bank of the river Jordan. He says, and when he also had smitten the waters, now look at it, he says, and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, what did he say? The God of Elisha? He called for the God of Elisha. He was seeking the spirit that was upon Elijah. So he shouted and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? That same anointing that parted the river, that is the same anointing that I'm calling upon. That is the same spirit that I'm seeking. I need that same anointing. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elisha went over. And Elisha went over. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, copying. And then look, when this man was coming, they were the sons of the prophet. They were even laughing at him. They were even teasing him. You see, but his mind, his eyes were set on this anointing. And he was not distracted by these sons of prophets. So now look at the next verse. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. We see that same anointing now upon Elisha. They identify the same thing, the same anointing now resting upon Elisha. They say, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and did what? Bow themselves to the ground before him. Alos, it will make you step forward. Alos, it will push you forward. It will make people now begin to bow to you. Whereas you were nobody, whereas you were nothing, whereas they didn't value you, suddenly because of copying, because of alos, because of the anointing that is upon another person coming upon you, they'll come to bow before you. That is the thing that a lot of people don't understand. That is the thing that a lot of people don't understand. They say, but who is she? But who is he? But he doesn't even have this. Oh, he has not even done this. Why are the people, why, why, even he, he can't even speak. He can't even do this. Why are the people treating him like this? Why are the people doing this? There is an anointing that when it comes upon a person, there's an anointing. Though you don't have a university degree, though you have not gone to school far, though you can't speak very well, you can't speak English very well, but when that anointing comes upon you, people come and bow, and you don't understand it. They will come and bow. And you don't understand. It searches you forward. Sit down there with your degrees. And sit down there with your qualifications. And no copy. And allow someone whose eyes is upon a person. She's focusing. He's focusing. And he's looking at a person. An anointing comes upon that person. And suddenly, people begin to honor that person. And you don't understand it. You don't understand it. So look. You see, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. The spirit of Elijah. It rests on Elisha. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. 
That is the greatest wisdom that God has given us in the ministry for us to search for it. If you want to search for it, that is your key. Amen. So you don't understand why someone will go and buy all of the bishop's books. All of them. And you are sitting here, you have no value for them. No value. You don't even own one. One. Even five to feeding five to seven that we encourage everyone to buy. Never. No one single copy that you own. Because your eyes are closed. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Tell someone I'm an alos. Say I am an alos. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, let's continue. I want to um, I want to finish this. So the next one is the key to teamwork. Alos. The key to teamwork. Um, the key to solving problems, I think I shared so many things about that in other messages and So we move on. Alos, if you have a problem, I want to announce to you that there is no new problem under the sun. So stop crying too much. Stop crying. And don't feel that your problem is so unique. And save your problem and worship your problem, marinate your problem, dress your problem, and make it look like it has never existed before. Do you understand? It says that which has been that, that which has been is that which shall be. There's no new thing. There's no new th- so stop crying. Tell your neighbor, we are tired of your crying. Say we have seen this before. Amen. Have you not realized that sometimes when you meet someone, you meet someone and the person is very common among pastors' wives. Pastors' wife, for instance. You see, when they begin to talk, then they realize ah. The same problem that I'm having, you are also having the same. Then you realize that the thing is an alos. It's everywhere. And it gives you some form of assurance. And then it makes you stop crying a little bit. Do you understand? When you have certain issues and you begin to talk to someone, you realize that you also have the same problem. When you have a marital issue, sometimes when somebody is talking to you about your marital problem, you say, ah, this marital is like they say. It's like the moment you marry, the moment you get married, they give you a license for problems. And it's the same for everyone. The same for everyone. So welcome them and stop crying. You see, and that should not make you decide to leave. Leave and go where? Go for another of the same problems. Another of the same kind. Because that which has been is that which shall be. There is no new thing under the sun. The same problems. The same problem. It's just that one is called Martha, the other one is called Mary. That's all. They are the same problems. The same problems. Amen. If you take Toyota and you take Honda, they all have brake issues. They all have oil change issues. They all have transmission issues. The same problem. Once you own a car, you own the same problems. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. There's no new thing. No new thing. So we move on to the key to teamwork. The key to teamwork. 
John chapter 4 and verse 37. That's the scripture for this chapter. John chapter 4 and verse 37. It says, and are you there? Are you with me? The key to teamwork. Chapter 5. It says, and hearing is that saying true. One soweth and another or an allows repeth. You see, one soweth and another repeth. Another, an allows. Another of the same kind will reap. Hallelujah. Not a different one. Another of the same kind. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 10. It says, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another or analogous buildeth thereon. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. Amen. So we're talking about the key to teamwork, a loss, the key to teamwork. So from these two scriptures, God is showing us that his work is accomplished by a team of workers. The work of God, it is done by a team of workers. It's never done by one person. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? The work of God is never intended to be done by one person. It is done by a team of workers. Hallelujah. Now, we cannot be a team if we don't have the same kind of mind. Or we don't have the same kind of goal. Then we are not a team. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, allows is a concept, the key to working in teams. That we have the same mind. We have the same mind, the same mind that is upon you, or we have the same goal. Hallelujah. We may be doing different things. We may be doing different things, different paths, but we must all have the same mind or the same goal. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Now, that means that I must not be, for instance, as a pastor, I must not be the only person in the church who has the church on his mind all the time. I must not be the only person who is always thinking about the church. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? I must not be the only person who thinks of how the church should go forward. I must not be the only person who is concerned about the growth of the church. Hallelujah. The pastor alone should not be the only one. If we say we are a team, I should not be the only one who is concerned about who is not coming to church tonight. Who is not coming to church or who did not come to church on Sunday. It must not only be the pastor's concern. If we have the same mind, though we are doing different things, it's my preaching not different from someone who is playing a keyboard, for instance. It's different. But we must have the same goal. No matter what we are doing, we must have the same goal. We must have the same mind. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? We, I must not be the only one who is worried about divisiveness or division in the church. It should concern you. It should matter to you. Though you are a health ministry member, that should matter to you. Though you are a follow-up member, it should matter to you. Hallelujah. Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. Yeah. 
For instance, the choir leader should not only be concerned about how the choir administration is going. She should not be only concerned and feel relieved that, oh, we are done with administration. And then he takes a deep breath. But he should be concerned about what is next now. The preaching, that how is the preaching going to go? That should also be his concern. Because it is the same mind. We should have the same mind. That you are the um, talented solo artist. And all day you have been practicing and you have been concerned about how you are going to minister. And so after you are done, hmm, I'm done. And then the people clap and then you look who didn't clap as you are leaving. And you are done. But you see, it should concern you about the next phase. It should cause, so that means as you are praying for your administration, you should pray for the attendance. You should pray for the preaching of the word. You should pray that the power of the spirit will move tonight. The same mind. The same mind. If we are a team. Isn't that so? Yeah, if we are a team. If you are a help ministry member and you help to cook for us, that should not just be your, your mind that today I am part of the people who are sharing, so I will take this pan home. That should not be your mind. The mind is, you see, our eating and our, our breaking bread together is to establish us. Is to establish us. And so your cooking, that should be your goal. That should be your mind. Nothing beneficial personally to you. But that it will establish the people. That we will share the food so that the people are happy in the place. Than your goal, personal goal. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? The pastor must not be the only person who is concerned about establishing new members. Or who is concerned about maintaining old members. It should not be the person because by the time you are done establishing new members, the old members, they are going. You have to go. And then, where are they? They didn't come. You see, you cannot, you see, it should be all of our goal. All of us. Everyone's goal. Everyone's goal. Everyone's goal should be that we have to visit. We have to visit this person. We have not, we have, you, it should concern you. That I've not seen this person for a while. Today we are coming, there's a brother, I've not seen him for a while. His mind, his name was on my mind. But I don't think that his name is on any of your minds. It should not be that we have to assign the person to you before now you, you, are, you, you feel like you are obliged. And then we come and have a meeting and beg you and beg you and beg you. And then you are not a part of the team. But if we are all in the team, then we should have the same mind. The same mind is that souls will be one. Souls will be one. Souls will be established. We will continue to stand in the faith that the day that the Lord Jesus comes, he will find us still standing. That is the goal. And that should be every ministry's goal. Nothing else. That is when we are a team. Hallelujah. So we are all given a certain grace or a certain ability to do something. A certain grace to do something in this work. And it, can, it cannot all be the same. Do you understand? We cannot all do the same thing or it cannot be done by one person. No one person can do all. 
You can't do all. No one person can do all. But whatever grace you have been given, whatever grace you have been given, you must be careful or be mindful of that goal that is of the church. You must be mindful of that goal, what we are trying to build. That should always be on your mind. What we are trying to achieve. Whatever grace you have been given, whether you have been given the grace to sing, the grace to preach, the grace to play an instrument, the grace to share food, to cook, the grace to arrange the place, whatever grace you have been given, you should have the same goal of what we are all trying to achieve. Amen. And so that is what the scripture, look at that scripture again. Go, 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 back to, go back to verse 6, something like that. Verse 6. Go back to verse 6. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Or you don't understand the message? I lost the key to teamwork. The key to teamwork. Look at that scripture. It says, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. You see, I have planted Apollos water, but God gave the increase. So then he says, so then neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watered, but God that giveth the increase. So you see, there is someone who is planting, there is someone who is watering, and God gives the increase. Our goal ultimately is for God's increase. So the one who is planting and the one who is watering, we should all have a goal that in the end God will add to it. God will give an increase. We should all have the mind. You see? Then it says, Now he that planted and he that watered are what? Are one. Are lost. They are one. They are the same. He that planted, you, he that played an instrument, or he that preaches, or he that visits, he that follows up, they are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. If it is towards that goal, everyone, every one of us, for we are laborers together with God. We are laborers. And then the laboring, we are not doing the same thing. We are not all doing the same thing. If we are all planting, would we have anything? Or if we are all plowing, we are all plowing and the seeds are just being stored, how would it be planted? Then we will all continue to plow. You see? But it says we are, we are laborers together in God's husbandry, in God's building. It says, he says, we, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Now he says, according to the grace of God, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me. This is, he's speaking for himself. This is Paul. Claudia, do you understand the word of God this evening? Yeah. He says, according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder. Are you a wise master builder? Are you a wise master builder? Are you a wise master builder? Perhaps you are not a wise master builder. Perhaps you are not. Perhaps you are not. Perhaps she is. You see, but it's grace that has been given to her as a wise master builder. I have laid a foundation. 
This is my work. This is the grace that God has given to me to lay a foundation. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? This is the grace that God has given to you to lay a foundation. So he says, I have laid a foundation and another, another, and a loss, another of the same mind, another of the same goal, another of the same kind, build it thereon. Another build it thereon. So there is a limited grace that is given to each one. There is grace, a measure of grace that is given to you. There's a measure of grace that is given to you. There's a measure of grace that is given to you. So if you are sitting there and you are not doing anything, you are not a part of the team. You cannot say that you are in a team, but you don't have any grace to do anything. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So he says, he says, I have laid the foundation and another built it thereupon. But let every man, let every man, let everyone take heed how you build thereupon. Let every man be careful how you are building on because we have a goal. You have to be very careful how you are building. Your mind should be on a goal. Your mind should be on a goal. Your, your, your building on should never distract what you are building. That now you build on and then the thing is broken. You are building on... The, you see, because you don't understand that you are building on someone's grace. God has given someone the grace to lay a foundation. And the person has put in all his heart, all his strength to lay a foundation. And then you have come and then you are building anyhow. Not having the focus on your mind. What we are doing. What we are building. And you are doing something anyhow to destroy what has been built. Or you don't understand. Do you understand the word of God this evening? Amen. So we must have that same goal. Building. We must have the same goal. And be careful as you build on it. Hallelujah. Be careful as you build on it because everyone must have a part in it. It is not meant for one person. You cannot do everything. The pastor cannot do everything. That is why, that is why when we see that someone is not doing something, we bring you in to also do something because everyone has a grace. Have you not realized that when someone is not doing anything, you give him something or you give her something, then the person is doing it marvelously. Because you have grace. You have grace. That is why we welcome everyone to be a part of the work. And it's not meant for one person. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So when we give something to you and then we take it and we give it to someone or we bring other people to do something, don't think that we have taken your job away. Because you have limited grace. You also have limited grace. Your grace is to lay a foundation. You can't go beyond that. If someone is building a house, you cannot expect that you only hire carpenters. Is that going to work? How can it be? How can you build a house and everyone is a carpenter? Or you hire only a carpenter. One carpenter. And you expect the carpenter to lay the masonry work and to lay the plumbing work and to lay this. And Is it going to work? Let's read one more scripture to explain that. Maybe you understand it properly. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. 
We are almost done. Don't worry. Okay. Are you tired? Are you being blessed? Are you learning something tonight? Acts chapter 6 and verse 1. Acts chapter 6 verse 1. It says, In those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a memory of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Do you see how we need everyone to be a part of it? When God multiplies us and one person is doing everything, some people will be neglected. You see, you don't understand certain things. So when we are asking you, follow up this person, call this person, otherwise some people will be neglected. When we are being multiplied and we don't have enough people doing the work and one person is doing everything, some people will be neglected. So this is what was happening here. And it hampers the growth of the church. And I'm going to show you how, when that happens, it takes the focus off. Do you understand? It takes the focus off. The focus off, which is the preaching of the word of God and prayers, and the spreading of the word, and so winning. It takes away. So then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them, and said, it is not reason, or it is not reasonable, that is another way of saying it. It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, that means that they were preaching the word of God and they were serving tables. Isn't that so? And they realized that the serving of the tables has now become a major thing in the church. Hallelujah. That the serving of the tables has now become a major thing in the church. So he says, wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, who also the same anointing is on, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business of serving food. Which business? Serving tables. Isn't that so? But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So, And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. Okay? And the word of God increased when they did this, the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. I said the, word of, the work of God is not for one person. We should share it. We should give others the opportunity. But you see, said, and the word, of, the word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. This that we were able to assign other people to now take care of the serving of the tables. Even some of the priests, now they hear the word and they believe in the faith. They were obedient to the faith. The faith that Jesus Christ is the son of God and died for our sins. They came to believe. The priests, 
great company of the priests, for which they would have been neglected. No one would have ministered to them, and they would have died and go to hell. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So this Stephen and Prochorus and his company, you also, you must also have the same goal, same mind, that I am giving this job, I am giving this seven of tables, so that the word of God will be preached. So that the focus will go on. So that we will not lose eye on the focus. So that we can continue sharing the word of God. So we can continue winning So, So that should be your mind. That should be your goal. It is not now. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? I want you to listen very carefully. It is not now that we have given you this small post. That they have given you now you are the chief food table organizer that now you are forming a ministry of attraction that all the people are now attracted to you and everyone submits to you and everyone is around you and you are bringing everyone around you neglecting the main focus that now you have become some obontia you are the ogre in the church you are the one that is the whole thing now without me nothing is moving type of thing that is not the goal but their goal also was to do the work of seven tables humbly and properly that the goal of preaching the word it will go on it will go on and a lot of times that is what we do we give you something to alleviate the pressure so that the work can go on and then you make it like hey this is now the eating it's like I become the main thing in the church now but we have a focus the focus is the preaching of the word of God our time is up. Put your hands together and let us bring the service to Stand to your feet, please. Shandore Makabayandara Mazulebre Santori Andarama. Kindara ma shantori ma kaba yandara ma zandole ma kaba shandara bala 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 Kindara we are grateful tonight for this great wisdom that you have shared with us. We thank you, Spirit of God, for teaching us this great wisdom. The wisdom that will make us search forward in our own personal lives of God and in the ministry. That same wisdom that made Elisha bypass the sons of the prophets and search forward in ministry that they came to bow before him. Lord, we thank you for this wisdom of our laws that is in our church. This great wisdom. Lord, we are privileged to hear these words. We give you glory. We give you honor. Help us, Lord, to have one mind. The same mind on every member of the church the same mind on every member of the team building your church moving your church saving souls establishing souls in the name of jesus we are grateful lord we are thankful we give you glory we give you honor in jesus name amen now with all eyes closed and every head bowed you are here tonight you are not born again you have not given your life to jesus you are saying pastor pray with me i want to receive jesus as my savior i want to give my life to jesus 
I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. If that is your prayer, you are not born again. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior. With all eyes closed and every head bowed. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my savior. I do not have Christ as my Lord and my master. But tonight, I want to receive Jesus as my savior. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful. Is there anyone here like that? I'm giving you the opportunity to receive Christ tonight. We give you glory, Lord. We are thankful. We are grateful for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.